rubbing shoulders with CEOs and millionaires. I've never seen my vision be more crystal clear. Look in the mirror, see the change of who I used to be. I kept going, new success would come eventually. But ask about me back then, they said I wouldn't make it. Nowadays, they doubt less and tend to ask for favors. Poetic music, that's realness, don't let them tell you different. And if you ever lost in doubt, then follow your intuition. These words of wisdom is for those who's trying to find their purpose. Don't be living just to die, cause only death is certain. I'm working hard so I can toast to my accomplishments. Cause see, I lost it all and I ain't been the same since. I'm more focused, more ambitious, more everything. Grew up with nothing, I appreciate the finer things. I know it's real when at the shows they ask for autographs. And now they know the name, they ain't gotta ask. I've known Iran for a good five years plus. I knew him when he uh, finished his reserve time in Milouim. And uh, he basically, um, <laughs> yeah, he was feeling sad about that. It's a big, big change in life here in Israel, like when you don't go hang out with your friends anymore in that way. And now he's got, a, now he's got a, the real job and uh, now he's doing a lot of great things here. So appreciate the time. Um, but then first off, Uh, you're obviously not from here originally. Why, why did you move to the Negev? <clears throat> uh, originally, I'm from Carmel, which is the twin sister of the municipality of Denver. Okay. So all roads or everything leads to Denver, uh, from Carmel or from Ramata Negev. I moved to the Negev um, 26 years ago uh, since I uh, fell in love with someone. Mm. And we both of us loved the Negev uh, strongly. Uh, a few years after each one continued to his own uh, direction but um, the main reason was was that uh, something in the Negev was uh, so uh, virgin and so uh, new that I thought the ideology that uh, uh, populating the Negev and developing the Negev is something that uh, for me as a young person it's maybe the most uh, enthusiastic uh, thing that can happen And secondly, we just enjoyed and we we loved so much the the community the the people that been there uh, both of us were um, related to the field school, which is a desert study center, a yeah. guiding center, a guiding desert center uh, that means that you uh, track and you uh, hike and you just uh, explore the the area and uh, I fall in love with the desert and uh, desert is what I say it's an advanced landscape for people uh, most of the people enjoy uh, the you know green and f- most all over the world uh, desert it's a little bit more um, challenging mm-hmm. but uh, as I say it's advanced uh, landscape right and um So you did you were in the army. What did you do in your normal day to day job while you were in Milouim? Oh, uh, I did my uh, duty serving uh, in, a, in I was a paratrooper. Okay. Uh, afterwards, for 10 years, I um, I uh, continued to uh, serve for the paratrooper division. Uh, I was in charge on the selection process okay uh, so uh, there is a big chance that I uh, selected Jared to, it, was that a mistake or was that a probably uh, a good thing the, one of the good things that I never knew but okay. uh, from what I heard I know uh, uh, one of uh, Jared commentary they says that he's a great he's a good soldier uh, but uh, 10 years after uh, I uh, started to um, to serve for a uh, 
air force commander unit uh, it's called the shaldag in mm-hmm. Hebrew uh, um, that um, because of my uh, experience in desert they wanted my uh, skills uh, in geology which uh, that's this is my university uh, a scholar uh, this is my uh, university diploma yeah is in geology and geomorphology uh, ecology and all those things were very related to some of the assignment that the people from this unit specific unit needed so uh, they recruited me for another uh, 15 years uh, and that's what I did for another uh, 20 years almost no, okay 15 years so you did it wasn't just Meloim like you actually worked for you everything or no no so it was uh, in when I did Miluim it was for the Miluim for their this uh, reserve but uh, other than this in my uh, daily day I worked for the regional council for oh. uh, since um, 2007 okay. after I graduated from uh, the Mendel leadership uh, institutions which is was after my uh, academic uh, studies I came back and uh, Uh, previous mayor Shmuley Kriffman which you know as well mm-hmm. he uh, suggested me since Raz Arbel moved to Colorado right. he suggested me to uh, to join and uh, be in charge on the partnership uh, what Jared does now got it and then uh, for another 10 years I worked for the regional council in uh, several position and the last one was that I was the uh, city manager as you call the And after Shmulik uh, passed away, I uh, decided to run for this position, and uh, that's what I did since 2017. So basically, politics for a very long time, or at least being in support of politics and being around it. Uh, uh, in Ramat HaNegev, we're lucky that we don't need to do politics almost at all. Uh, interior. Right. Uh, I, I worked for many years for the municipality, Uh, because this is uh, what I love I, I, I believe in the development of this region I believe in the option of people here to do uh, many uh, good things for the state of Israel but also for the region uh, and we are very lucky that in Ramat Negev specifically there is almost no politics because in regional council not like in cities the, the structure of the board is uh, is is done by representative of each community and It's not parties mm-hmm. in the cities it's by parties or in the national in the parliament it's parties parties by definition mm-hmm. they will work uh, to empower themselves on behalf of the other parties yeah in Ramatanegev we don't need to do it all the communities uh, understand that I will discriminate them equally <laughs> I, I'm kidding of course I will uh, we are a uh, We're very lucky that we're working all communities, 15 communities in, in Ramata Negev, working together to the development of all those communities. And when you are building a school, you're building it for all the communities. And when you're building a, a road or uh, some other uh, things, or if you do in the community themselves. Uh, so I, I almost didn't need to do any politics. Now, in my position as a mayor, I need to do polit- uh, politics. Uh, but this is in an in the politics with uh, the parliament or the government right this is a different politics and but this is part of the uh, the life of uh, any mayor I think all over the world and so there's a lot of people that have honestly no idea where the Negev is in Israel or anything else so um, could you maybe describe the history of the Negev in the modern times like from the 
pre-1948 to today? It's easy, uh, it's easy because uh, in Ramat HaNegev we have the, ne- the first, first community ever in the Negev, almost the first, but in 1943, Revivim, Bet Eshel and Gvulot, which is our three uh, small community, were the first Jewish community that came south to Be'er Sheva. Until then, except from a few experiments that did not succeed, Uh, in the early 1920 and in 1912 there was some some uh, groups that tried to come to the Negev but it didn't work the first time that it worked it was in 43 in Revivim in 46 another 11 uh, communities came and this was what happened it, only in the mid 40s the Negev started to be populated uh, by Jewish uh, communities and Uh, but since uh, 1408 or 49, the end of the independence wars, more and more community was developed. Still, the Negev is lack of uh, population. Uh, other than Be'er Sheva, most of the Negev is uh, relatively... Uh, the south and the central park of the Negev are relatively empty. It's getting more and more pe- people. And of course, we have the Bedouin population, which uh, before the establishment of the State of Israel, or at the end of the... independence world were something like around the 15,000 people and today we are talking about 300,000 people which is a lot uh, so in total in all the, over all the Negev which is 60% of Israel there is only 600,000 people right so that's it all over Negev and especially in Ramata Negev which together with Mitzperamon and Yerucham which is our small towns that we have in our area including our we have maybe 25,000 people. So it's, it's really on 22% of the state of Israel, 25,000 people live, which is, uh, of course, something that needs to be changed. And what do you think stopped that from populating in the same way, like in the center did? Um, do you think it has to do with... I, I think it's to... government policy. The okay. government talked in... Uh, contra- the government contradict herself uh, all the time. In one end... The government uh, needs uh, uses of what we call the backyard. Mm-hmm. Everyone in your, in your backyard, you have your uh, barbecue, but you have also your uh, laundry and your lawn and your uh, trash, right? Yeah. This is, and, and the negative is very much similar to what you will say uh, uh, backyard uh, uses. Uh, here in the negative, we have most of the practicing firing zone of the army. Right. Uh, in the Negev, we have most of the nature reserves of, the, um, of Israel. The biggest nature reserves are in the Negev. In the Negev, you have uh, industrial, uh, chemical industrial zones. Yeah. Uh, in the Negev, you have um, uh, the, some nuclear facilities that we have. So many things that we have in the Negev, it's what you will say, a backyard, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, But on the other end, the government says for since Ben-Gurion, vision was to populate the Negev, to bring more and more people to Negev. Those forces are in contradiction. And part of what I'm doing now is to normalize the situation because you can't say in one hand, we need to practice in zone N uh, nature reserves. And on the other, on the other end, you are... Uh, saying we need to populate the Negev. Things will, cannot work together. And today, what we try to do, and this is part of the government policy, was, is, that, uh, is to prevent new communities to establish. We just changed it, and uh, last week, uh, 
I'm happy to say that the government declared on three new communities in Ramata Negev, which is something, it's a good, uh, it's a good thing. Yeah. And, um, and I think that uh, there is enough nature reserves, there is enough practicing zones. What we need to do is now is to develop the civilian layer of the Negev. If Israel wants the Negev to be populated, if the, Neg- if the government will say we don't need to populate the Negev, Uh, I respect I don't like it but I can respect it but when they talk in two voices or three voices or in five voices uh, this is uh, a chaos and uh, part of the problems in the negative related to those forces that did not talk with each other about the vision that we want to have in the negative mm-hmm. this is the, the this, this is the question what we want in the negative to be here in 2048. Since we know that in 2048, the state of Israel will be, it already is, but it will be even more dense than it is now. Mm-hmm. And it will be the most crowded uh, country in the Western world. Uh, and people don't have place to live. And my kids and uh, other people don't know where our kids and parents, grandchildren will live because mm-hmm. it will be either very very expensive or there won't be a place to do it uh, the negative is the ultimate answer to many of Israel future problems mm-hmm. one of them is the affordable housing second is the job opportunities third is the education that we can develop here a good educational system and uh, and uh, fourth is uh, something that is less and less you feel it in uh, the center of Israel and it's more uh, popular and more uh, you you will see it more in uh, other places in the periphery a uh, sense of community mm. in our places in the Galilee or in negative you will find small communities but because they are small there is also a sense of community and many people look for this sense yeah. of community and I think this is exactly what the negative can do in addition in terms of uh, economy the negative can be placed that the second uh, international airport of Israel can be happened and this will create 35,000 uh, position new position uh, and we can uh, make sure that the cyber industry will be located in the negative since the uh, relevant units of the IDF are coming to the negative and we have the most advanced agriculture here and we have tourism that can be great tourism for people from Europe or from Israel Uh, the center of Israel so there is essence to the Negev that I think can create and make the Negev to maybe the uh, the next thing of Israel and that is exactly what we are trying to do to 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 show to the people that the Negev is the answer for Israel future and this is the time it's true that Ben Gurion talked about it six decades uh, before but uh, Ben Gurion uh, in many ways Uh, things like in this uh, so before all of us what's going to happen and uh, that's why he talked about it but today this is the time to do it yeah and so with those for example with those three communities when you start building them what do you uh, what do you feel like the community will be like like how many families are going to be in these communities like what's the connection and is there some kind of uh, theme that For the community like will they handle agriculture will they handle so, something else um, one of the communities is located in Pit- in Itana region you know in Itana region but not many it's located uh, just along the Egyptians border 
over there the community is uh, is supposed to be not a farming community because we do have the moshavs over there so we have a, a farming community this will be not a farming community it will be a uh, rely on the on um, uh, on the education project that they have in itsana and we want to expand it to bring the academy in and uh, a lot of uh, personal entrepreneur uh, people that would want to uh, establish their own business if it's related to the cross-boarding mm. or if it's related to other uh, opportunities in the area uh, for uh, that can be anything from tourism to industry to commerce to uh, everything is is uh, suitable uh, those are the things that we think that will uh, that can happen the other two uh, communities are located in the next to revivim and over there uh, since it's in the uh, community commuting uh, range for people to Beersheva and So basically people there can do anything that they want to do uh, from being a, a staff member in Soroka Hospital or a, a pilot in a, the Air Force Base or a, a social worker or a banker. Mm-hmm. So you can do everything. We're just uh, expanding those two communities. Uh, we are establishing those two communities because we understand that with more people here will... Um, We'll have a critical mass to provide services that today we cannot provide them because of lack of population, and this will be one of the uh, catalyzator for uh, uh, providing services mm-hmm. because the people will come. So when you're, when you're building an area like this, this is always interesting to me, what do you build first? Do you build the infrastructure or do you try to bring people in slowly and then show that there's a need for infrastructure to build it? So sometimes you do, uh, it's, sometimes you, do uh, uh, you build the infrastructure and then the people, but in those places like this, like you saw in Shazaf or in other places, you bring the people and then with them you build the infrastructure You, build, you bring the people to a temporary uh, housing, mm-hmm. and with them, with their community, you build a, a permanent uh, community. And this is what we will do, I think, in most cases. And uh, that's what we're doing now in Itano. We establish a group of uh, young people that, uh, will, um, that are, uh, uh, have the vision of what they want. In this case, they want to do a community that will uh, be good for uh, secular and uh, more than orthodox. And they want to live together and, and we will do it with them uh, but it's it's hard it's not like in the center of Israel that you just build a neighborhood and then people come yeah. usually you need to invest in those group of people that they come so far to live with got it and then we can't talk about the Negev without talking about the legacy of Shmulek Refran who was he What is he to you, and how did his ideas shape the negative moving forward? Shmulek Riffman, uh, this in, in uh, three weeks from now, we will uh, uh, we'll have the annual uh, Memorial Day for uh, his, uh, since he passed away. It will be five years, mm-hmm. and I'm very proud for uh, working with Shmulek closely for uh, more than 10 years. Um, and Shmulek was a mentor. Some kind of kind of a father uh, and uh, I am today I have the ability to judge some of his action uh, uh, because I'm doing uh, what he used to do to do 
and I can uh, be a, a criticize or I can be a more of a, to say wow and the truth is that Mulek uh, did huge uh, moves in uh, international scale to promote the negative he did an uh, amazing job in uh, putting the negative on the map of the state of Israel because of himself because he was a great representative of Of the Negev and I think for Ramata Negev he did in his uh, many years as a mayor he developed the region uh, strongly he was one of the greatest supporter for the Israel um, uh, agriculture and of course the Israel farming in the desert the, de- the desert agriculture uh, but Shmulik also uh, knew and, and uh, knew the land and he understood the beautiful uh, landscape that we had that we had and uh, I remember uh, many many times I used to uh, uh, tour with him and he would stop the car and go out with his uh, he enjoyed uh, taking photos with the iPad and he would go out and uh, take the photos and he had this uh, uh, thing that he used to say that wherever you will pee there will something will grow <laughs> <coughs> which was true by the way um, But uh, so, so I think uh, Shmulik, uh, that he was, uh, we, uh, last October, we celebrated 74 or three. He was, uh, he was one year old. No, he, he, he was born a year after the end of the, in the after the Independence War, or half a year in uh, November, in October um, uh, 49. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, Shmulik was definitely uh, one of the greatest uh, example of a, a great Israeli, a great pioneer, uh, and a Zionist, a, a great Zionist, that, uh, and that he knew where we came from. He understood the biblical uh, context of uh, the state of Israel, but also he understood where it goes. And, uh, and I think something that I took from Shmulik was, That is very strong and it's relevant to our discussion is the is a commitment and his engagement to the Jewish peoplehood and Jewish continuity and the uh, uh, love that he had for uh, the Jews that lives outside of Israel and his great connection with the Jewish community with of Colorado something something that I uh, had a had a um, privilege to see it happens mm. uh, for many years and Um, since I worked with him closely I saw what happened with uh, and of course now to continue because I feel that this uh, this mission it's not uh, only for Shmulik or um, myself it's uh, something that it's relevant to all the people of Ramat Negev and, and basically for all the people of, of the state of Israel to understand the importance and the significance of the uh, connection with Jews that lives outside of Israel and uh, In this case, I'm uh, obligated and commitment, committed, uh, at least as Shmulik was, uh, for the Jews that are outside of Israel. You know, given that community <clears throat> and that peoplehood that you described, um, first off, let's, uh, let's just talk about the, the ultimate vision of the Negev from your perspective and like what you theoretically want to accomplish versus what Jerusalem sees about the Negev and maybe compare Jerusalem. Uh, the differences maybe uh, I, I think this is what I said uh, before that uh, the government talks in few voices so mm-hmm. in one end she wants to make sure that the army will continue practice that's why they are 
holding uh, many uh, firings on in this area. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, they said it's important to develop the Negev because they also understand that uh, if they won't do uh, dramatic actions in terms of the housing uh, issues in the housing uh, challenges in Israel, uh, the next generation just will find themselves uh, homeless, uh, literally. Um, so... I think what uh, uh, so since the other voices of the that of the needs of the government are uh, sits in the government, I feel that our voice is not to make sure that the government will have more practicing zone there are the Ministry of Defense they are uh, doing it anyway. What we need to make sure is that uh, will uh, be the voice of the negative for in the government to make sure that the government will understand that the importance of strengthening the uh, civilian uh, Uh, in this area to uh, create more job opportunities to create uh, more uh, options because <coughs> with strong negative Israel will be stronger mm-hmm. and my vision uh, if we're talking 20-25 years from now is definitely that the negative will be with many many more people here we're talking about many like uh, uh, in in total of the negative there is supposed to be at least million people at least a million uh, in the Negev all around and in Ramat Negev around 50,000 people I think it's uh, it's it's possible to do it and the 50,000 people will be doing uh, since it's hard to predict what will happen uh, uh, but uh, if there will be a but we feel that the connection with Egypt in terms of the geopolitics of this region so the border crossing with Egypt can be a, a great uh, opportunity for all the region and uh, So there will be definitely a strong connection with Egypt that will uh, influence the economy of this region. I think that the uh, farming agriculture will be still relevant because I don't know what, know what we will do, but I know for sure that people will need to eat. And the only places that will be stay uh, open and you will be able to farm there to, to, to cultivate the land will be in the negative right so we will be continue the farming but it will be more advanced more with a lot more technology I I hope that the renewable energy that we develop will be coming uh, 100% of our uh, consuming and not only uh, uh, I'm talking about as, as, as a state but as definitely in Ramata Negev uh, Uh, we want to uh, make sure that we develop more renewable uh, energy, more uh, re- uh, saving of uh, natural resources. And if we, will be, if we will do all those good things in terms of the environment and the housing and the economy that need to uh, support it, uh, I think we'll be able to create one of the most flourishing, uh, prospering uh, areas in all over Israel. And this is exactly what the people would like uh, to come here because of uh, the, the environment will be good. They'll have a good job and uh, the community will be great. So there will be no reason why not to move here. Um, and we see it, that it starts to happen. Uh, today, in all over 15 communities, there is a... Um, there is, uh, A option for uh, other uh, for uh, new uh, families to come and this is a, this is exactly what we intend to continue so the, the last couple of questions here so what role do you think uh, partnerships with diaspora Jews and Zionists in general around the world play to accomplishing the mission the vision in Negev 
I think that uh, many of the projects that we did in the in in Ramat Negev and Ramat Negev is an example started because a Jewish uh, out of Israel d- uh, understood something that sometimes people in Israel didn't understood. It's uh, didn't understand. It's like what happened with the uh, Ayalim project mm-hmm. that uh, the Jewish Colorado was the first one to invest in it. And we see it now in Nitzana because in Nitzana we're going to establish a community that I'm, I'm telling you for sure, without the support of uh, the Jewish, uh, Jewish Colorado in the past uh, 20 years, uh, I'm not sure that we will be able to get to the point that now the government is uh, going, to, um, going to do it. Uh, that's why uh, I feel that the connection between... Uh, so those are two examples, but there, there are more. Uh, we're now establishing a new uh, community, a new Bedouin community, and it's been like already four years that uh, Jewish Colorado and other members of the Jewish community supporting us uh, with this, and they understood what the government is understanding now. Uh, so uh, in terms of the importance of Jewish of the Jewish out of out of Israel, Uh, supporting and helping us to develop the negatives for the same shared values that we have I think it's dramatic in terms of uh, influencing the agenda uh, about what is Judaism in general I think this is a great maybe even more greater than the other uh, support because the reason why our kids uh, goes every year uh, to Denver, is uh, and we hospital uh, we and we hosting here uh, kids from Denver it's because we uh, strongly believe in Jewish uh, continuity and Jewish peoplehood and the fact that Israeli kids when they get to meet uh, kids from Colorado they strengthening their own Jewish identity I think this is says everything mm-hmm. Israeli kids, when they meet American Jews, they become more Jewish. And this is something that most of the people that I uh, talk with uh, outside of Israel, they cannot believe it because they say, you live in a Jewish country, you are uh, Jews. How come you need us for, to be uh, with a greater Jewish identity? But because the structure of Israel between secular to religious mm-hmm. is, uh, that's why uh, this is one of the greatest... Uh, gifts that we got from uh, the Jews outside of Israel and uh, specifically in uh, Colorado and I'm very grateful and thankful for this. Last question. So as relations uh, begin to normalize more around the world, um, what message do you have to citizens in even neighboring countries from Israel about the Negev, about Israel in general and like what you're seeing and what, what you want to To, to establish the connection with those people um, in Jude in Judaism we have a value it's called Tikkun Olam and I think this is what the state of Israel does and we are uh, helping the world from irrigation to medicine to uh, high-tech to cyber to whatever and I think this is what we can provide to the world and we need to be uh, humble in what we know and uh, And share what we have and I think uh, Israel uh, can be uh, one of the most important uh, countries that uh, s- help to this uh, globe to survive in these uh, challenges 
there is only one thing, small thing that needs to happen, that those, some of the countries that are around us will uh, understand what I just said and will understand that it's better instead of uh, wasting so much money on, on war, we need to uh, invest those money in uh, making uh, people's lives better, uh, especially in their places. And unfortunately, it doesn't happen. So what we can do is just continue to pray that one day uh, people in the Middle East will uh, be able to see the good things about the State of Israel. And uh, I think if it will happen, uh, things will come very good for everyone. Absolutely. Do, do you plan on going to the UAE to kind of establish relationships yeah, we, we with have, the folks? Yeah, we have already uh, connections there and we are starting to uh, develop an economy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see a, a, great th- a great value and great opportunities uh, with the EAU. Mm-hmm. UAE. <laughs> exactly. The United Arab Emirates. Yes. Well, awesome. Well, I know you're a busy, man. Thank you so much for your time. Ben, and it's great being here. Thank yeah. you so much. And uh, we got used to, to have you around so you can stay. Okay. Toda raba. Toda. The show is produced by myself, Ben, out of Denver, Colorado. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you consume the content. Audio versions are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon. Uh, and a ton of others um, as far as the full shows go and clips of the show uh, YouTube is the best place to view it Instagram would be another one to see the clips big shout out to Mike Xavier a hip hop artist based out of Vegas in LA who uh, allow us to use his music for the show he also produces a show called Hip Hop and Poetry owns uh, renowned, stu- uh, renowned photos and check his music out and anything else that he's got going on in Vegas or online and social media as well. Uh, one last thing, if you know someone interesting that you think would bring value to the audience in some way, by all means, email me or get in touch via social media and we'd love to hear your thoughts on like who would be one of those type of people. Thanks so much and uh, look forward to uh, continuing to produce for you guys.